0: You are now listening to The Major Jobs Podcast.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Major Jobs Podcast. Today I'm talking with a pilot, his name is Dalton, and I had a really great time talking with him. He's really passionate about flying and he really loves to do it. He was also a flight instructor, so he is somebody that really loves flying an airplane. And I thought it would be really interesting to hear more about what it's like being a pilot because it's a very unique job where the scheduling is different than a normal nine to five job and you know you travel a lot it's really different than in a cubicle let's say for an example you know you're really going to different places every time so i wanted to learn more about what that process was like and ultimately what the job is like because it's a really different job than a lot of the ones that I interview and I thought it'd be really interesting. So without further ado here is the episode on what it's like being a pilot. All right so my first question to you is what is your job title?
0: Uh, my job title would be uh, first
1: officer um, co-pilot if you want to simplify it. But <laughs> So I think everybody knows what a pilot is, but could you maybe just talk more about like the job description? Like what do you do?
0: Right. So, uh, as first officer, I sit on, uh, I sit on the right side in the, uh, in the flight deck up with the captain. Um, and essentially while the captain is what's called pilot in command, where they have the uh, ultimate authority over what goes on with the airplane. I, um, I assist them with, uh, those duties, uh, contrary to some popular belief I do actually fly the plane about half the time um
1: -hmm. so did you always know that you wanted to work as a pilot or were you like in the airplane industry in general
0: I've known for a long time I know that for sure I can remember um I can remember wanting to do it in uh in middle school um and at the time I actually wanted to go into the air force and fly fast but uh Uh, The civilian market uh, is a lot more of a sure thing to actually get to fly.
1: Hmm, I see. So how did you first get into this? Like, what made you begin um, piloting?
0: Well, I do I do remember that my parents took me to a couple air shows when I was younger, and that probably started the interest. Um, I do remember uh, in high school one summer. There's there's an organization called uh, the Experimental Aircraft Association, EAA. They do a program called the Young Eagles program, where they set up at a small uh, municipal airport, and they have local pilots give uh, kids under 17, uh, I think, uh, rides in the airplane just kind of introduce to uh, to the field. Um, I think that's the first time I was ever in a small airplane, and that uh, I, I it just kind of accelerated from there. I started taking uh, flight lessons towards my private pilot's license uh, between my junior and senior year of high school. So I started very early, but. Um, that's uh, that is by no means a requirement. You could you could start whenever you wanted, really. Uh, you can get the mm. license at seventeen, I believe.
1: Wow, that wow, I'm seventeen. <laughs> so that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So you said that you began with a program to help young pilots. Do you think that's what a majority of pilots go through to when like they first begin, or do you think, um, you know, maybe your other colleagues have gone through different things to begin their piloting careers?
0: Oh, well, I know, I know a lot of people get, get that initial interest started with that uh, young Eagles program, but I, I wouldn't say a majority. I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people get into this business actually because of family. Um, None of my family flies, but I, I, a lot of my colleagues are, Second or third generation pilots. Um, for for whatever reason, it's something that I've noticed that a lot of people don't uh, don't look at this option as a um, don't look at the, at this option as a feasible career choice um, for them for some reason, um, and I'm not really sure why because it's not. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it takes a lot of work and a lot of studying to get into, but it's not something that you have to be this, you know, special top of your class, whatever, to do. Um, mm-hmm. It's absolutely an attainable, uh, an attainable goal. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's talk about that. What would you say, like, were your schooling requirements or, you know, what did you need to do to prepare to, uh, before becoming a pilot?
0: Right, so there's there's some literature to read, um, you know, some aerodynamics and stuff. It depends on uh, it depends on what kind of training you are going to go for. There's uh, in the regulations, there's FAR, uh, Federal Aviation Regulation Part sixty one, and then Part one twenty one. Uh, those are two different types of training environments. In Part 61, it's more of an independent study um, where you and a flight instructor get together and go through the flying and everything. And it's it's usually more on you to study on your own. Um, so you would need to... Uh, you'd need to look at the uh, requirements for things that you would need to know that would uh, be gone over on the uh, practical exam to get your license. Um, And then Part 141 is more of a structured classroom environment with schooling, uh, with, uh, with flying mixed into it.
1: So can you talk more about that? Um, that schooling aspect of it.
0: yeah, so i I went to a university um, for uh, I went to a university after high school that has a flight program. and so i um, so I took uh, my my major is actually in quote unquote, aeronautical science. Um, I have a bachelor's mm-hmm. degree uh, in aeronautical science. Uh, so so i uh, I had four years of classes that were mixed between, uh, generally general education stuff, math, literature, blah, 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 blah. And then, uh, aviation focused things like safety and aviation safety, uh, aerodynamics, navigation, things like that. Uh, on top of that, I was also, um, flying airplanes about three or four days a week as part of training. And I got, uh, yeah, so uh, it, it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong; it's not something that you can slouch through, but um, but it, it is absolutely um, attainable for I, I think most average people.
1: Wow. So, what was your experience like the first time you flew that plane? Like, were you scared, or you know, were you like, were you already ready for it? What were the thoughts going through your head?
0: Oh, so it was it. Immensely exciting. It just, um, I fell in love with it immediately. You know, you know the um, the first flight that you do as part of as part of your training is what's going to be called a discovery flight, where you'll go with a flight instructor um, and they'll they'll handle the takeoff and get you into the air. But once you're in the air, they'll you know turn the controls over to you and show you how to turn the plane and you know up down left right all that. I I just remember being so surprised that uh, that they let me fly the airplane, and um, that was uh, immensely exciting. That's something um, that is something that uh, that you could just go out and do if you were interested in. If you have a, um, if you've got a smaller airport um, around, find a flight school and then uh, talk to somebody about taking a discovery flight. That's yeah that that's where that's where it starts
1: (laughs) great yeah um so i don't that, that must be like really scary at the same time too but i don't know like how much education you had before that first flight did you know a lot about flying airplanes already or was it more of like first day this is like i don't know what i'm doing
0: right so it was only uh the only education that i had before that was just my own enthusiasm of uh looking oh, wow. into things um but but i uh, i mean that's that's why the flight instructor is there they'll uh they walk you through everything and handle anything that's beyond the level of someone that has just stepped into an airplane for the first time um, i i got to say other than uh, once the plane is off the ground, it's really not that
1: hard to fly. Yeah, I, I think I talked to I talked to a flight attendant once, and he said that pilots like he said that they don't do much in the air. Like there, it's a lot. Really, like a lot of things are automated. Um, do you think that's true? Uh,
0: a lot of it is. We um, at my company, we are uh, at my company because of how uh, because of how how large of a change a minuscule, uh, motion can make at very, very high altitudes. We do, we are required to have the autopilot on above 20,000 feet. Um, but, uh, it, it really comes down to a person to person basis. Like myself, I really enjoy flying airplanes. That's why I do, that's why I do this. So I, 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 physically fly the airplane with my hands from zero to 20,000 feet and then turn the autopilot on because I have to.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so let's shift gears now and talk more about your daily schedule. Like, what do you do when you first go to your workplace and what is it like until the end?
0: Right. So there's, there's essentially two different things that uh that that i think i'll talk about here um a lot of people uh a lot of uh, pilots especially when you first get this job will be on what's called reserve um when you're on reserve you're required to be uh within two out at least at my company you're required to be within two hours of the airport uh and uh, they have to give you two hours notice to get to the airport in case someone calls out sick or something like that um so on days like that, I am usually just sitting at home with, uh, sitting at home at my computer, waiting on a phone call. Um, but, uh, I, I, found I get called about 75% of the time. I did some math actually for that, but, uh, but yeah, otherwise, um, you know, once that call comes in, I uh, drive to the airport, um, go through, uh, go through, um, get past security and then, uh, so on, uh, on our schedule, it says where the airplane is, go to that gate, make sure that, uh, I have everything that I need to, to fly the airplane and my security badge and everything that, uh, so they let me onto the airplane, um, because I, <laughs> I'm a bit of an overachiever. I like to get there a bit early, um, and, uh, you know, I'll go down to the airplane, uh, We've got a we've got a uh, we got a set of checklists to run before uh, before the plane's ready to go. So I'll start on that. I'll make sure that uh, everything inside the airplane's working good. I'll step outside, do a 360 degree walk around around the airplane, making sure that uh, you know there's not a, for example there's not a a big dent from hitting a bird or something that somebody missed. Um, and then I'll come back in keep uh keep getting things set up we'll uh start i'll start uh making our flight plan based on uh based on the route the other flight crew the captain and the flight attendants will come down or they'll have already been there whatever the captain will uh brief everybody on how they expect the trip to go um some general security things and then uh, passengers will start boarding once you get the hang of the order things are supposed to be done in, it's pretty simple, really.
1: Wow. So, would you say that uh, you fly with a different crew and co-pilot every time, or would you say like it's most most of the people you work with are the same every flight? Uh,
0: very often, um, very often, uh, I will fly with different people. I've only flown with the same captain. A handful of times on different trips, but it, uh, it is usually on a trip by trip basis. So like at, uh, I'll start at, uh, at my home airport and we'll fly to, uh, we'll fly to wherever and then back and then wherever, and we'll have an overnight and it'll be, uh, it'll be three or four days of that, um, usually. And then once the trip in for that entire three or four day stretch, you're usually with the same crew, um, but once that once that trip is over, they the next week.
1: You talked a little bit about your schedule right there, and when I talked to a flight attendant, he told me that it's um, he actually like knew what his schedule was scheduling was like um, prior. Like he said, two weeks he had break, and then two weeks he had um, like work to do, and he knew what to do. But when I heard you talk, you said you know you're waiting for a call, and um, sometimes. Uh, I got I got the impression that you don't know really where you're gonna be like what you're gonna be doing. So is that kind of the case?
0: At at the moment, yes, that is true. Since I'm on since I'm on reserve um, from five a.m. to five p.m. Um, so if they needed me to go somewhere, they would have called me. They didn't, but uh, uh, but uh, otherwise um, otherwise, if you have a what's called hold. You know, I would know my, if I, if I held a line, I would know my schedule a month in advance.
1: So you travel a lot and I imagine that that must be one of the best parts about being a pilot is that you can go to different places. Um, how would you feel about that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That, um, that is one of my favorite parts about the job. Um, if I've got a long overnight, I can, uh, I can go out and, uh, really do, uh, do whatever I want within reason. Um, I had an eight, for example, I had an 18 hour overnight in Great Falls, not Great Falls, um, somewhere in Northern Montana, regardless, but I had, uh, I went to Glacier National Park and, uh, did a quick hike in the morning and then flew an airplane in the afternoon. So that was pretty cool actually.
1: Wow. So, uh, when I talked to a flight attendant, he said that it was a bit like he he suffered from loneliness at times because it's a lot of staying at a hotel room and just like you know, doing your own thing. Uh, would you say that's the same case for pilots as well?
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely, if you're um, if you're someone that that really likes that uh, social connection, it, it could be difficult. Um, a lot of times, though, uh, crews will uh, will all go out. Um, in the evening and, you know, have a, have a drink or go have dinner somewhere. So you, you kind of get to know people that is, um, that is one of the advantages of our smaller crew size, I think at a, uh, at, you know, small regional airlines. Um, whereas like a large airline, you might have two pilots and then five or six flight attendants, which is a relatively large group. Um, we have four people usually. So,
1: wow. wow. All right, so my next question would is talking about like the work-life balance, and it's a really unique job because um, I think it really takes up um, it's, it's a weird job where it takes up a large portion of your time, and then you have a long break, and then you have another uh, long portion of time gone to work. Uh, would you say that's the case for like for your schedule?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. At, at the moment I work a, I work four days on and three days off, which is actually a pretty nice schedule. Um, but, uh, but yes, absolutely. It, it is a, it is a lot of time away from home. If you've got a, if you've got a family or, uh, you know, people that you want to spend time with, it's definitely something to take into consideration.
1: Wow. So, so now that we got that would you say like it's what would you say like the perfect kind of person is to be a pilot because as you said sometimes uh, people have a family and they need to take that into consideration would you say what would you say like the best age the best time to get into it what would you say is um, like for people that are listening right now
0: I would say start as early as uh, start as early as you are uh, financially and uh, otherwise ready to um because uh, as we're seeing right now um with you know, the economic downturns there's there might be uh there might be layoffs in some people's future all that is based on seniority um and uh so the the more time you have at a company the more protection you have from that but uh, to get back to your to your question sorry for uh getting off track there um I think the I think the the perfect person for the job, it comes down a lot more towards um, it comes down a lot more towards passion than uh, aspects about your life. Um, because while while, yes, you may have to endure some bad schedules when you first start, uh, and some time time away. Once you get time with, your, with the company, it becomes easier and easier to get the schedule that you want, so, um, you know, in, in my position where I've, I've been at this company for about a year, it can be a little hard for me to say, well, I want this weekend off next month, um, but the more and more time I get, uh, the easier it's gonna be to, to do that. Um, so it, it really, I think, comes down to passion and then a little bit of patience with uh, with some aspects that would make someone a good candidate for this, because uh, flight training can be tedious, and there is a lot of flight training that you have to get through before you're even going to start making money uh, flying.
1: Mm, mm, I see. So um, I guess we can like shift now to a teenager. You said like you know you got to start early. So if there's a teenager that's listening right now and they really like what they're hearing and they really like working uh you know like flying with airplanes or just are interested in airplanes in general what would you say to the um um to start their piloting career
0: uh like i like i mentioned earlier just find your local airport and find a find a flight school and ask to go on a discovery flight um it's usually the discovery flights are the way that I did them when I was flight instructing, they're usually relatively short, less than an hour. So you're not going to be, you're not going to be burning a whole lot of money doing it. Um, You know, you you go up, you sit at the controls of the airplane and, you know, you, you either realize, oh, wow, this is awesome. Or maybe you think, oh, well, maybe I don't want to do this. Uh, I'd say just, just give it a try.
1: Mm, Yeah. And, I guess, like, for my last question for you, it's like, what would you say the future looks like? Like, do you want to continue doing this, or is there any like higher positions that you can are like working towards?
0: Well, uh, yeah, in the in the future, you know, I'm I am I'll I'll be wanting to upgrade to captain uh, soon, and then uh, beyond that, uh, the the goal for me at least is to work at one of the more major airlines.
1: So can you uh, talk about like the distinction between captain and what your job currently is right now?
0: Right, sure. So the the captain is what is considered the pilot in command of the aircraft. So they have uh, they have the final authority of how the airplane's operated. Um, so as first officer, my job is essentially to assist them in operating the aircraft, um, and then also fly uh about half the time um there there's a when we are actually flying the aircraft one person is the pilot flying and the other person is called is considered the pilot monitoring so we're both you've got two sets of eyes up there both looking out for anything that's going to go wrong um and there are several duties that take place that are actually that are divided between captain and first officer so uh because it would be very overloading to try and do the entire operation with one person
1: mm, yeah and could you talk about the distinction between a major airline and maybe like an airline that isn't as big
0: yeah so the the major airlines are the legacy airlines so like delta united uh, american um in the u.s at least uh they they have contracts with the smaller airlines, like the one that I fly at. Um, we have a contract that says, okay, you're flying uh, from here to here this month. Uh, so the ticket sales are actually all handled by the major airline, and then they turn around and pay us part of that uh, in exchange for doing our job well. Uh, so we essentially just work under contract for the major airlines.
1: So, and... Um I forgot to touch upon this, but um, with the picture that you showed me, it said that you are also a flight instructor. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Can you talk more about that?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, So, to to get the airline transport pilot license, um, you need to have a certain amount of, uh, you have to have a certain amount of flight hours, Uh, and just doing the training itself doesn't guarantee you to get those hours uh it, it almost certainly won't in fact so um my my first flying job was actually as a flight instructor so i was teaching other people uh teaching students how to fly as well as uh getting hours towards um my uh airline uh license
1: wow that's pretty cool so thank you so much dalton for coming onto the podcast and- absolutely talking about what it's like working as a pilot um i can tell you know you said that a lot of people have to be passionate to do this job and i can tell like you definitely are (laughs) you really love this so thank you so much for coming on and talking about it yeah no problem
0: Thanks for listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast. If you have an interesting career and want to be featured on the show, send us an email at majorjobspodcast at gmail.com with your job title and college major, if applicable. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not.